thanks for joining us again. Big episode, Jared. We've been waiting for this for 12 months. Mm. Halloween ends. We will get to that. Some strong feelings, I think it'd be yeah. fair to say, about the film. But before we get to that, just do a quick whip round. I watched Lou on Netflix with Alice and Janney as kind of like Liam Neeson. Yep. <laughs> uh, not bad. Standard sort of stuff. But she's she's such a good actress that it she kind of carries a bit of that shit. Yeah. Which is a, what a pretty thin sort of thriller. Speaking of Neeson, just briefly, did you hear it talk yes, about he's the naked be <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay. I'm happy to, I'm, I'll be happy to check it out. I'm happy for that. Because my wife was like, why Liam Neeson? And I was like, because he's, he's got that perfect deadpan delivery like Dre- Drebenwood. Yeah, yeah. He's supposed to be serious, but yet he's just a moron. You yeah. know, like that's that's what they're looking for. Yep. Sorry, slight segue yeah, sorry, there, continue. but I'm happy with I that piece of news. I couldn't go past that. Yeah. I watched <laughs> Dangerous Minds. I'd never oh, yeah. seen Dangerous Minds, mm. ever. And with the R.I.P. Coolio just recently. Yeah. <laughs> you thought, oh, shit. <laughs> I've got a Coolio connection, but it's far less interesting. Oh, yeah, we'll but, get to that shortly. But basically, Coolio died just recently, and everyone was talking about Gangster's Paradise. Someone called him a legend, and I went, yeah, I think let's, let's bring that down a touch. Yeah. Although but, you used to love a bit of one, two, three, four. I did, I did like that one. <laughs> uh, I don't know. His, his more recent work was with Pornhub, I think. Yeah. So, I <laughs> Can't say I listened to that one. <laughs> I'm more watching that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need Pornhub streaming. Yeah. You know, I don't need the Spotify equivalent for Pornhub. Correct, correct. So, Gangster's Paradise, classic. So I was like, all right, well, Dangerous Minds, you know, is this, I haven't seen this, and it's on Disney. And I didn't even realise it was produced by Jerry Bruckheimer. Mm. I must have missed it during the 90s when I was going to everything, <laughs> yeah, yeah. everything that Jerry Bruckheimer was producing back in the day. Yep. Look, it's not, not great. I mean, it's classic white saviour. Mm. You know, we need a small white woman to tell the Hispanics and everybody how to how to get by in life. Yeah. Which is a little bit condescending for my liking. And I guarantee you the book would be totally different because it was based on an actual book by a lady who came out of the Air Force in, into teaching. Mm. I, I guarantee you the book wouldn't be like that. It's obviously been dressed up. Michelle Pfeiffer is very good, though. Yeah. As always. Like, she always is. Uh, and she's 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 really good in it. So it's watchable. Right. I mean, look, I can see why I missed it during the Brookheimer phase. I mean, fuck, I had Con Air and yeah, yeah. The Rock to get to. I there didn't have no, time for this There was no, you know, big shootout. Nothing got blown up in this one. Yeah, the school didn't get blown up. <laughs> now, I watched 13 Fanboy, Jared, mm-hmm. which was directed by one of the Friday the 13th Victims from Part 5, Debbie Sue Voorhees is her name. Mm-hmm. And it, it has I believe a, she was the one on the getting wrapped around the tree or... Or no, getting the, the, um, the thing stuck in her eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her boyfriend gets, her boyfriend gets yeah, wrapped, yeah. The, the belt wrapped. I believe he has the quickest sex in movie history. 
He even mentions it in the document documentary. He's like, I'm gonna go wash up. <laughs> I've only been here for two seconds. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's got a cavalcade of ex Friday stars or, yep. or, or people who were in the Friday films. Look, it's cheap, but it's reasonably well made, and it's not not too bad. Hmm. Some of these guys haven't acted in years. So you can kind of see they're as rusty as hell. Yeah, yeah. But some of them are Corey Feldman. Some of them are Corey Feldman. <laughs> but at least Corey Feldman is not is actually playing a character. He's not playing himself. Yeah, yeah. So he kind of comes in as a uh, kind of adding a, almost a little bit of sort of light humour to the piece. He's not particularly in it for that long. I mean, similar to the humour he brought to the, the baseball field when he put on a, a singing show many years ago. I was going to say possibly similar to the humour he brought to the Howard Stern show. Oh. <laughs> He's dancing. He's Michael Jackson inspired oh. number. Well, shit, I mean... How, how, <laughs> the problem with that is Howard was definitely on something. Yeah, remember he's running was. around, yeah, like... Howard's probably forgot that, that yeah. incident. The but, funniest thing about the baseball was that, you know, the people afterwards were like, well, we didn't hire him to perform any songs. We just wanted him to sign a few autographs. <laughs> Christ. Uh, so he came out sorry. with his full kit came and they didn't know what band. to do. <laughs> Everyone said, oh. Whereas, whereas I'm going, uh, don't set that up, mate. <laughs> Unless you're bringing someone else out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unless you're a roadie. Well, you're you currently working have, uh, as a roadie for someone else. Yeah, don't happen to have Guns and Roses in the back <laughs> or something. Like, if you do, go ahead. I'll drag a speaker out for you too. But if you don't, put that shit back. <laughs> Just pack your van up. Fuck off. <laughs> and they were, I believe they were a minor league team. Probably yeah. stealing the minors after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, it's watchable. It's watchable. Um, I, if you're a Friday the 13th fan, you might get a little bit of a kick out of it because there's quite a number of Friday the 13th alum in mm-hmm. it. It's worth a look. Without being, you know. Essential. And look, it's on Tubi, so yeah. you're not paying for it. Yeah, yeah. So it's, you can you can, you can can not be unhappy if you've wasted an hour 40, which is what I did. <laughs> uh, I, watched, I watched Hellraiser, the 2022 Hellraiser. Yep, so did I. I actually thought it was pretty good. Yeah. A little long. Yep. And a little bit sort of... St- Stagnant in parts in the in the centre portion. Mm. I don't know whether we quite got the best out of the characters. They no. had some interesting shit there, but they didn't really capitalise on. Yeah, yeah, as they were both junkies. I think that could have really been an interesting wrinkle, but it didn't yeah. sort of play out much. But the centre and stuff was were excellent. There yeah, was they some really good set really pieces cool. there. The only th- the, my only issue is it seemed to obviously be tied more to the addiction than the than the you know. The sex and stuff of the first one, yeah. Which, in the end, I'm not sure worked out so well because it sort of changed why the Cenobites were there and stuff. But I agree. I thought it was pretty solid overall. It was a pretty good watch, and I was really happy with uh, all the all the the how the Cenobites looked and acted. And Jamie Clayton was really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was happy enough with that. I'd be happy to see more. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, And it was pretty pretty gory too. I mean. 
I don't hate Hellraiser 3, but I mean, it's probably a step up from, from Xenobites that look like CDs and video cameras and shit like that. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I, I or said, is it? <laughs> I, I would have said it's probably the best one since the original. Yeah, I like Hellraiser 2. I actually like 3 and 4 as well, but they were they were not quite the quality. Like, 3 was more cheesy, slashery fun that was... Yeah. You know, Pinhead was totally different than the first two movies, and... Four, I actually think is it's better than solid. Yeah, better than it should be. Yeah, considering um, um, there was a lot of behind the scenes, a lot of shit going on. I think the the story behind four is actually pretty good. But yeah, I would probably agree. This one's definitely sort of fits comfortably amongst those. Before we get down to you know five through eight or, or eight or ten or whatever it is, as with Miramax were. <clears throat> Throwing them out with them one together in two weeks to keep the rights and shit like that. God, I, I was reading another side note, but I was reading Taking Shape Two again. Yeah, just listening to the way those guys fucking absolutely botched the way they fucked around with Halloween, the, yeah, the yeah. stupid shit that they started in, including. Yeah, I, I I have serious questions on were these people even film people? Yeah, well, they seem to actually, have no uh, fucking idea what they were talking about. Well, um, I was reading an interview with Clive Barker and David Bruckner through the week, and there was a mention there of it was Clive Barker, funnily enough, who's you know seems like a reasonable sort of fella, who was just basically not in these words, but was essentially saying Bob Weinstein was just a prick of a bloke. Yeah, and and, and the dealings with him, he was saying that essentially there was a, there was a situation where he owed Clive Barker money for the sequels. And so Barker said, you know, I want the money, basically. And Weinstein's like, yeah, I'll give you the money, but you've got to write me, write me a script. And, and Barker was just like, that was just him. He was just a transactional fuckwit. He looked at everyone like, you know, what can I get out of here and how can I squeeze you and all this sort of stuff. And just said he was, yeah, just an unpleasant... Or the, the Miramax as a whole was just unpleasant to fucking work with. It comes across very heavily in that, in Taking Shape, mm. that they... And they almost did the same thing to the uh, Halloween series that they, they did to Hellraiser. Yep. Just about ran it into the ground, you know, and say what you want about the last three films, but you can see that there's a quality there and there is a yeah. there's a care yep. for what they're doing. Even on a low budget, Blumhouse has, has treated treated it with respect, got quality people involved in making it. Yeah. And it, I mean, of all the criticisms you could level at it, one of the ones that you really couldn't is how it looks. They all look fucking great. Yeah, exactly. They all look really good. So the last thing for me was I watched the documentary House of Hammer. Mm. How many episodes? Three. Yeah? <laughs> just a just a family full of entitled assholes yeah. who have who created this essentially created what Army Hammer has become. If if all that shit is correct, which I believe it all is, they, they his family created him, essentially. Yeah. Uh, and it's the classic example of money breeds this idea that I'm above the law. Yeah, yeah. And that should never happen. And it's even, you know, the, the, there's, there's this angle of, oh, yeah, well, he was a little bit of a black sheep in the family because he quit school to go and do acting. It's like... No, he wasn't. I mean, he was still afforded. You roll into Hollywood, you're still getting opportunities because of your name. Yes. If you are based on... Or, and the connections. that, Like, the amount of money his family had, 
Don't worry about people realising, oh, this bloke's a great story if he's in our movie or he's, he's, he's a connection to fucking funding or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He can get us something. So he's still getting opportunities and he's still got this, you know, if you're him, it doesn't fucking matter if you leave school. They have so much money that you could, you could have left school in primary school and you'd be fine. Do yeah. whatever the fuck you want. Like, yeah, it's just, it, it's pretty horrible. Uh, it never quite goes into the full depths of what went on. Yeah. Um, and one particular girlfriend, she essentially said, I, I, I just, I refuse to, to to talk about what actually happened on one particular night. Yeah. So I can only assume whatever it was, it wasn't good. Uh, and it probably, no, I, imagine oh, so. I suggest it probably wasn't really... Maybe is consensual the right word? I don't know, but I, I suggest it probably wasn't something that was wanted in any way. Mm. Uh, so it was pretty, pretty harrowing shit. Oh, and I've watched the first two episodes of Dharma, Confessions of a, of a Killer. Yeah. Words cannot describe it. No. Nothing could describe that. If I was one of the cops, I would have been shockingly bad because I'd just been there going, "What the fuck were you do? What were you doing? Yeah. What have you done?" Yeah. Um, and his dad sort of still, I still love him. I couldn't. I'd just be like, oh, "You, you are dead to me." Yeah. There's Nobody a lot does of... shit like that. Yeah. I understand. Okay, you're a serial killer, but then to hear the the real extent of what went on. I mean, it's just... Ugh. Yeah, it's fucking horrible. <clears throat> Christ, I'll tell you what, too, in that fucking tiny apartment. Mm. I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing, right? People the stink coming it. out of there must have been yeah, just yeah. fucking people, awful. People noticing smells. I mean, fuck. Uh, the, uh, the there's only was, so many times you can say the meat's gone rotten in the fridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The place was that small. <laughs> you'd be noticing smells every time anyone went to the bathroom. Like, yeah, yeah. You, you, let uh, alone what he had in there. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's pretty gross. Tough stuff. I, I, one thing I will also throw in there, not not my usual fare, Jared, but um, well, obviously we have a connection to this TV show, but I watched the revamped version of Heartbreak High oh, yes. on Netflix. Yep. Uh, it didn't work for me. Didn't work? No, it's very sexual driven, sexually driven. So everything's You're about a little sex. bit of a prude. No, no, no. <laughs> but there's no other angles for a while. Yeah, yeah. Like they sort of throw up angles, but they're all related to sex in some manner. And I know that that that's how the show kind of starts. Yeah. Um, they all get into trouble for this kind of like sex board that they've got up. This person mm. slept with this person, and that and they get they get found out. Yeah. And then they end up in this kind of sex class because it's like you guys don't respect. Sex, so we're going to teach you about it. So I get that, but there's just not a lot of other angles apart from that. But then it finally comes alive in the last episode. Is the last episode is really good, mm. but the the previous episodes, I was just like, well, I don't care for these people. I heard it was angling towards euphoria in some yes. ways, like a bit of the shock. Correct. And a bit yes. Of the, I, it didn't it, shock too far, but but the last episode kind of cleaned it up a bit and yeah, actually right. found some some ground. Found some legs. Yeah. The the funny thing for me was like in the original the original one, I remember the wardrobes being a bit out there. Yeah. 
But then I looked at this one and everyone seemed to be dressed like they were in a fucking Daft Punk video or yeah, something well like that. that. I was like, my <laughs> wife was like, no, not not everyone dresses like this. Like, no. What? It's like I sort of felt like the the the, the costume designer's just gone in there and just gone crazy. Yeah, yeah. It or looked a little bit like that. Perhaps that's that was the, the brief. You know, we, we make it pop with these yeah. these interesting outfits. And, and I definitely remember outfits. that was that, that was there was an element of that in the old one. That the the, the the outfits and shit were a little bit out there, but this one I looked at and I was like, Fuck, that is way out there. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Um, and the main character just was you know, everyone was kind of unlikable. It was aiming for euphoria a little bit, but a little lower than that in terms of, you know, trying to sort of shock. But overall, I would actually have an interest in seeing if there was a second season because I'd like to see them expand a little. Hmm. And if they could push outside the boundaries of just having everything really sex-based, I think we could get somewhere with it because there is some interesting characters. Oh, it sounds like this is death by snoo snoo for you. Like, <laughs> it's too much. It was just too much. You know, fuck. Yeah, yeah. It was just too much. Yep. And I'm not approved. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, the flesh is... <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> it's just... Like, 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 I guess the way I look at it is, if done right... You can you can cop it, yeah. yeah. But if it's yeah. just constant, it just didn't. Because I saw interesting characters in there, but then they weren't being properly used. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Right. That's it for me. Okay. What do you got? So I think last time we spoke, I was talking about I was working through the Ginger Snaps. Yes. Yes. Series. Series. I finished the last one. <clears throat> Not great, but it was it was more it was sort of a period piece. But was again, that Snaps back? Yes. That was snaps back. I liked it. It was still pretty good. It just looked like it suffered a little bit from the lack of money. Like, it looked like an episode of TV. But the story, again, was pretty reasonable. The effects of, of the wolves and shit was still pretty good. And the story I didn't mind, but it just, yeah, I think it just suffered a little from the lack of money on the last one. But overall, the series was really good. I think it was it was a good one to get back to because the second one especially, I was surprised with how much I enjoyed that one. Mm. Then I decided to, uh, well, first finished off the uh, the Harry Potter series. Yeah, I'm a bit the same as you. It's not it's not the sort of thing that grabbed me, but I can see why the kids get into it. Oh yeah, the whole world of it, and yeah, you know, we ended up going going on a trip with the kids and seeing the stage show, and we did this uh, little Harry Potter sort of immersive experience. It was yeah. like a um, it's like an escape room, but it was making potions yeah. with the kids, yeah. and you had to solve puzzles to find the shit to make the potions uh-huh. and shit, which was really cool. And I can see, you know, I think it's one of those things that my kids will will stay involved in because they like the world that's been built up. But the okay. movies overall, yeah, they're sort of middling for me. Some of them I really enjoyed. Other ones I thought, oh yeah, the story's pretty, oh, from what I hear, super bloated. Like, yeah, there's so a lot of bloat. long. Like, they just. Yeah. There is a lot of bloat, but there's some fantastic acting performances in there. I mean, you've got the Alan Rickmans and the uh, Ray Fiennes hamming from start <laughs> I, to finish. I, I couldn't... I got a laugh out of Alan Rickman's diaries Diary, that they found yeah. recently where he was like, this fucking movie sucks. Yeah, like, well, he wore it out after... Get me out of this shit! Yeah, yeah. Was, I think it was more, from what I can see, it was more of, like, he just felt the direction and stuff wasn't quite focused and he was talking about I don't think he was saying the kids were 
bad actors, but he was like, nobody's fucking working with them yeah, and all this yeah, sort of yeah. stuff. And so, yeah, which is fair enough, I guess, for yeah. coming from his sort of background. But I mean, uh, Jesus, Alan, if you wanted out after part two, Christ, you had fucking six more movies after that. They all got fucking longer. But I they, think they, he said he kind of said he felt like he was he needed to sort of see it through. I think yeah, once yeah. he got a certain and way into it. Look, as an audience member, you are fucking glad because Alan Rickman was so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anything he did, the bloke was just, just yeah. excellent. So he so. just sort of kept a little bit of that class yeah. around the place. And um, Yeah, I mean, there's fucking there's fantastic actors that go through the series top to bottom. Yeah. You've got people like Gary Oldman that sneak in for a movie. You've got Brandon Gleeson. you got... Yeah, true. It's very these, well... Um, all these actors, that fantastic actors that are, that are in there. So, yeah, it was enjoyable enough, and it was, you know, sort of something something to do with the kids that they really enjoyed. I then, speaking of, you know, series that, that may not live up to it, Tubi, after... Gifted after, you. Yeah, <laughs> after Amazon removed them out from under my... You know, they pulled the rug. <laughs> Amazon Prime pulled the rug. Tubi came to the rescue and put all of the Leprechaun movies oh, on. Oh, God. <laughs> except for... Leprechaun, Back to the Hood. <laughs> oh, Missed Back to the Hood. Missed Back to the Hood. Every other one's there, including the prequel. Uh, sorry, not the prequel, the reboot. And then the legacy sequel done by the guy that directed Psycho Gorman. Yeah, okay. So, so yeah, I kicked off on Leprechaun 2 because I'd seen the first one recently enough. Okay. So I kicked off on Leprechaun 2, which was shit house. <laughs> <laughs> Leprechaun 3. That's where Brian Trenchard Smith... Shows up. Oh, really? He directed... Trenchard Smith he directed, directed Leprechaun 3. 3. And Has that got Leonardo DiCaprio right? in it? No, no, no. I think you're thinking of bloody... Um, critters. Critters. Or, oh, yeah, sorry. Critters or ghoulies. Or something. <laughs> critters, <laughs> how did I get mixed up? How, how could I How did you get mixed up? Um, Between me. Yeah, 3 is a bit of fun. It's, it's you know, the, it, it takes it to Las Vegas. Trenchard Smith. Trenchard Smith knows what he's working with. Sure A hand very small budget. Oh, look, he's he's a tradesman. There's no craft about it. But he is a tradesman that knows exactly what the job is and yeah. will get the job done yeah, to a satisfactory okay. kind of... So Leprechaun 3 was one of the more enjoyable ones. Leprechaun 4, unfortunately, Trenchard Smith is still involved. Oh, no. So this is Leprechaun space, in space. So. Yeah. Uh, Angela um, Bassett. As I said to you, imagine a little bit Jason X, a little bit Aliens, but with no less money, money <laughs> less story, less humour. It's pretty fucking... It's, it's, it's a tough hang, Leprechaun uh, 4. Is that got Angela Bassett in it? No. I think that was Critters or Ghoulies. Oh, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Sure, Angela Bassett was in it. No, no, she's not in it. Well, maybe she's decided to take it off the resume. Yeah, yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe. So, Leprechaun 4 was shit out, absolute shit. Okay. Leprechaun in the Hood. I went though. to Leprechaun in the Hood. One of the most homophobic, transphobic. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's got, it's got some really bad stuff in that regard. Yeah. It's, again, terrible story. Trenchard Smith involved? Trenchard Smith's not involved in this one. Know. Leprechaun in the Hood was terrible. And Back to the Hood, I haven't gone to yet. Now, which one's got... Is, is Ice-T in this one? Ice-T's in that one, and uh, Coolio shows up for about three seconds. <laughs> so we both had a bit of... We both pulled one out for Coolio this week. <laughs> <laughs> we both... 
<laughs> we both eulogised Coolio. <laughs> you did so in a... You, you went for career high. <laughs> you went for career low. I went for career low. Uh, um, um, so, yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> Back to the hood. Has that also got iced tea in it? No. I think they're all gone by then. But, yeah, it was just so bad. And the worst part about the thing is, through the entire series... It constantly chops and changes as to what, how you stop the leprechaun, what the leprechaun can actually fucking do. Because there's some movies where the, it looks like he can do fucking anything. Does he come out of say, one most jet, John? Yeah, <laughs> that was in space. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> so, yeah, funnily enough, the best movie in the series for mine is the most recent one. Oh, is it? Because the guy from Psycho Goreman, again, I think they just more established more about... Okay, what this he is what he can and do. can't do, and they had a fucking ball with it. Oh, no, no Warwick gave us no. No, Warwick had <laughs> Warwick had debased himself enough <laughs> at that point. Oh, and let me tell you, when it comes to by the time, I mean, this is without even having seen Back to the Hood yet. But by the time Leprechaun in the Hood comes around, Warwick has done enough. Warwick, you know what? Warwick has, Warwick's has, a very good actor. He is. Very he's good actor. fucking excellent actor, and he's. Perfect for a role like this. Like he would have been fucking fantastic. He was in the Star Wars known... films and stuff, wasn't he? Yeah. Willow. Yeah. Yeah. So the fact that he's debasing himself in the fucking Leprechaun movies for so long, like I've forgotten that he'd been the there worst... the whole time, except for the newer ones. Yeah. And the worst thing mm. is, it's actually not a bad idea for a fucking schlocky little slasher slasher series. Mm. Like the whole idea that oh, someone finds the Leprechaun's gold and he's going to come and fucking cut a swath until he gets it back. Yeah. yeah. With a very good actor like him, who's Could've... willing to fucking lower himself. <laughs> when there's there's flashes in the series where you're like, this is good stuff and could have been really good stuff, but the only time I would say the whole movie is good stuff is the latest one. Right. So so I've, 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 I was about to say, gee, the Leprechaun series has had some pretty heavy hitters in it over the years. Now you've just <laughs> figured debunked all that. Well, I've Apart deb- from Jennifer Aniston. I've debunked that and I've um, suggested that the series itself is fucking... <laughs> I mean, it was creaky from day one. Oh, <laughs> we fucking yeah. just... It's the like, original's not good. It's like you buy a car that's making fucking funny noises yeah, and yeah. blowing weird smoke. And but you've got no you. money, so you yeah, just take it. You'll <laughs> just run it into the ground until she falls over yeah. and you get, you know, 100,000 Ks out of the fucking thing. Like, <laughs> so it's, it's kind of like, It's just gone on far longer than it really had any right to. But I did read... I read that's eight films, isn't it? Yeah, I read a snippet from Trenchard Smith, um, his book. Yeah. And... Leprechaun 3, he, he said, like, that was the first one that went straight to video. And it was a fucking nice piece of business. He yeah. said it shipped fucking 55,000 units out of the box or something like that and then ended up one of the highest, highest grossing straight to video films of that year. Is he still receiving... Oh, well, you know, he's Did still you... receiving <clears throat> 10 cents from my viewing on Tubi, probably, like... <laughs> And it looked like a VCR copy, so they might have shipped 55,001 VCRs. <laughs> VHS copies, sorry. So what else did you get into? Anything else? So I got into uh, <laughs> I mean, a little bit of TV. No one would knock you for taking a break after watching no, those no, well, five pictures. I got into a little bit of TV. I've watched a lot of House of the Dragon. Okay. Um, which I'm really enjoying. Mm. Really enjoying. And so I'm watching each, each week... I let it bank up a bit, but I'm watching an hour episode of House of the Dragon, and then I'm listening to 
House of R on the Ringer, which is just a fucking awesome podcast about each episode mm. that goes for about three hours each week. <laughs> so you're using I'm, four hours of your time. Well, I'm, I'm punching the uh, I'm punching the podcast up to about a time and a half. So right. you got you get through that a little bit quicker. But yeah, I'm using a lot of time on that. And the other one was She-Hulk. She-Hulk. I finished She-Hulk. Is that any good? It actually is. The, the the end of the season was was quite strong, and they settled into what they wanted it to be. So so some of the later episodes they bring some characters in from some of the other they MCU mean, stuff. But it's Daredevil? they did they did you know spoilers. But I mean they fucking put that in. Well, the trailer. it was in the fucking it was in everything. But he fits perfectly because there's the whole law aspect of it all. He was always dark and serious, whereas this show's been a bit funny. Hmm. But they, they've settled into this spot where she's defending people that are, you know, one bloke in this particular episode's fucking firing up because he ordered a costume and it was defective and he fucking ended up trying to use his little rocket launchers and blasted himself into the ground or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it was really funny, but the finale is really cool. Really interesting stuff where they decide to go for the finale. And it gets very, very meta. It's very... Yeah, I would recommend... You know, if you're in in on the Marvel stuff and you haven't watched it yet, get onto it because it's a really yeah a different direction that it goes by the end of it. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I was I was pretty happy with that. Okay, is that everything? That's everything. All right, let's take a break, Jared. And here's the trailer for 2022's Halloween Ends. For 44 years, the darkness behind Michael's mask has remained a mystery. Babysitters, not kids. I looked into his eyes. This time, he's more dangerous. You came here to kill me. So do it. Halloween ends 2022. Directed by David Gordon Green. It's written by Paul Brad Logan, Chris Bernier, Danny McBride, and David Gordon Green, and obviously uh, John Carpenter and Deborah Hill. The characters are based on their their creations. It's produced by Malika Card and Jason Blum. <clears throat> it stars Jamie Lee Curtis as Laurie Strode. Andy Matashak as Allison, Rowan Campbell as Corey, and James Jude Courtney as The Shape. It cost, I don't know what the budget was. Uh, I think it might have been, oh, budget was $20 million, sorry. Box office, uh, expectations are about $50 million up front, I think. Mm. All right. Jared, let me, let me have it. Okay. The end of the trilogy, the Blumhouse trilogy. Let's call it that. So, look, in my opinion, it's a bit of a letdown. Mm -hmm. I think the reviews that I've seen so far, the scores that I've seen are pretty much bang on. Mm -hmm. Like, I would probably go for a two out of five. Yeah. And I've read some stuff, you know, there's there's been all this pushback now, you know, that there's... You dig into the comments sections and you dig into, you know, some, some YouTube videos and things like that, and there's this, this pushback that, oh, just because reviewers say that it sucks doesn't doesn't mean it does. 
Yeah. Which is true, but yeah. I think when you get a kind of consensus on things, usually it does level out. Mm. And obviously, there's a, there's there's places that I go to for for horror specific stuff that usually look more favourably on that. Yeah. Even some of these sites have been pretty down on it. Yeah. Um, but I've seen this kind of swell of if you're open minded or you're a fan of the series, you'll love it. And I got to push back on that a little because I would consider myself both. You know. Yes. I I am. Not, you know, we talk about, you know, the, the, there's the tried and true for, for the slasher stuff that you gotta, you got to do, but I also like to see people mix, mix those things up, and I'm open to it happening inside one of these, these bigger series. Yeah, yeah, great. In this case, I applaud the, the big swing. I think it was an idea that I would have been happy to see explored. The two things that, that work against that is, number one, it's not done all that well. And number two, it's in the midst of what's supposed to be the finale of this series that, as a result of the big swing they take, ends up sidelining what you've supposedly been building up. Yeah. I actually think if you were going to do something like this, you should have done it in kills because it sort of fits more with that whole town vibe, you know, the, the, the impacts on Haddonfield and those sort of things. Which I guess we'll go into a little more. Yeah. But I just felt that stuff initially, while while quite interesting, ended up being undercut by some, as as you said, some some scenes that come off as more kind of almost laughable than yeah impactful. And quite honestly, I think that you know we we are going to go deep into spoilers, but before we do that, the character that kind of drives this this new direction. There's some real questions about how it gets to where it gets to, mm. and I don't think it was all that well-formed in, in a lot of ways. That said, it looks great. I think the film looks really, really good. Like, it looks really polished. Parts of the new direction early on are quite interesting. I think the soundtrack I really enjoyed. Some people found it a little bit more abrasive, but I, I actually really enjoyed it in, in parts this time around. Mm. So, overall, I think I'll, I'll stick at a two. Okay. Okay, that's fair. I'll go a little higher. I went two and a half. Yep. I think that the, I again, like you, I applaud the, the the big swing, and I understood that we were not going to get a standard slasher movie. Turning up, I knew it wasn't going to be a standard slasher movie. It couldn't be. Kills had already dealt with the fact that Michael wasn't human, which brings about its own problems. Correct. But it just meant that we were going in some some. Cerebral directions. Whenever I hear the word cerebral, Jared, I tend to clench up. I glaze over a touch. touch. I go, this isn't for me. But in this case, case, I was happy they went there. Yeah. The reason why I was happy they went there is you can't make the same Friday the 13th movie eight times anymore. No, that's why you go to space. Correct. But what I mean is the 80s were fine for cranking out Friday movies that were exactly the same. Yeah. And the fans loved it. Yep. But you just can't make that anymore. It's just not It's not possible. Mm. Right? You can do that, but you can do it on video if you want. If you want to crank out 10 slasher movies that are all pretty much identical, you can go to streaming or, or, or you know, direct to DVD or whatever. Yeah, and we know that Blumhouse is the place that looks at things and says, okay, well, what are you doing differently? Yes. So... I am very comfortable with what they they were going for. Yep. And for portions of it, I got what they were going for. Yep. I understood it. 
Did I think it was all the way successful? No. No. But I knew where they were going. But then towards the end, I I don't, I still can't answer the final kind of coming together of everything. I, yeah. I, I still can't answer what that was. Yeah. And I don't think the filmmakers can either. <laughs> Well, Danny fucking McBride can't. <laughs> Kenny fucking Powers. I knew this was no, a, but was trouble from the no, get-go. No, bullshit. I knew it. I don't blame Kenny here. We've got different writers every time. Yeah. Except Kenny Powers and, and Gordon Green, right? They're, they're both involved. That's You're just making my point for me. No, but you've got other writers for each one. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Now, I, I get that, but the, the, the ideas behind each movie yeah, are Yeah, I think the original ideas are from those two. Correct. Whether or not they wrote a lot of the script for the second that kills and ends is probably debatable. I think you'll find that they, they, they probably had some involvement in shaping it. This well, is where we want it to go. Here's my, here's my pushback on that. David Gordon Green's directing the thing. Well, he yeah, okay. He the script and says, hmm, that doesn't work. Yeah. Well, see, that's why I'm saying Kenny might have been sidelined uh, a little bit more. Kenny's up to his fucking up to his. <laughs> Kenny's got other things to do, mate. He's a busy man. Oh man. Either way, I liked what they wanted to do, but they just didn't hit it. Yeah, it didn't. No, I don't think they it's did. A, it's like a fly ball. Yeah. <laughs> like it, they got some bat on it. Yeah, but it didn't go it very popped far. Popped it up. Yeah. Initially, it looked like oh, it's going, it's no, going, no, but then it, it just dipped into yeah, the just... outfield. It, 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 the performances are fine. Yep. I think Jamie Lee Curtis is is perfectly fine in the, in her final sort of go at it. Mm-hmm. Kind of sidelined as well. Yep. And and I'm not. I don't want to knock Rowan Campbell because I don't think his performance is bad no, at all. Good. I thought he was really good. Yeah. But the character just has all these issues. It does. It doesn't. It, when when you put it under scrutiny, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Yeah. No, and once that happens, I think you've got a problem, and I don't think they ever kind of fixed any of that. No, I agree. And we are going to go deep into spoilers. like So it'll be written all over the, the front of this, so don't listen to it if you haven't seen it, because we will spoil the entire film. Let's get off to the start. I'm going to go – I'm going to say this, because we're not going to go – Likes and dislikes because we didn't take notes. We wouldn't. Have, we didn't have the chance to take notes. So we're going to just sort of run through. But for me personally, this is the worst directed of the three. Uh, at, at no yeah. point. At no point does it bring Michael in sl- slinking around in the background and stuff like that. It brings none of that to the table. No, it's really straight. It uses pretty poor jump scares to generate any kind of suspense. Yep. There is no suspense at all. Yeah. And the pro- a prime example of that, where, where I think the direction fails, is the kid at the start. Yeah, I know. Do that with a little bit of tact. Yeah. And it, get, it has weight. Yeah. Do it the way you did it, where he just fucking drops out of the sky. <laughs> Honestly, it's ludicrous. I almost laughed. Well, the cinema we were in, there was a few. Giggles. I know there's definitely people around me that kind of go, oh, shit. You yeah. know, like. From the get-go, it was like, oh, well, that's a little bit fucking bonkers. And also, they were using it as like a jump scare. Yeah. And that sequence itself is kind of prime example of what you're talking about. It's it's trying to use a bit of the old Michael Myers kind of, 
you know, is something there, is it not? And it just doesn't work all that well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we kick off with that, which, as you said, we're kind of, I was kind of laughing almost when that happened, which is definitely not the reaction you're supposed to have. No. But from that point, it kind of instigates where we're going with this, you know, pushing into that spoiler territory. I liked where they started to go with him and how they sort of tried to play this, well, here's another tragic figure in Haddonfield and sort of starting with this is the impact that Michael's had on the town, that that, that Laurie's still kind of, she's still sort of, you know, a lot of the people that are blaming her that she's, She's bringing this back on the town and all this sort of stuff, which mm. is, again, there's a little bit of, there's a few problems around that. Yeah. Um, but but I like the idea of, okay, well, we're going to have another figure to look at and, and kind of look at him sort of side by side with Michael. Obviously, that develops as we go. But initially, I was, I was all in on that. <laughs> I thought, okay, even after giggling at, at what happens to him, I was in. When he's he's walking around town and people are kind of treating him like shit and stuff like that, I'm like, okay, well, this is interesting. I can go with this. Yeah, I can. I I kind of went with it. Yep. And I kind of get the whole idea that he's he's shunned and you know everyone hates him and he wants to leave and he hooks up. But one of the things for me that the the film doesn't get right is, I mean you. There is no way, no way, that Alison's hooking up with him. Like, they're trying. That is so artificial. The way they produced that. Yeah, the way they got them together. I it's mean, just I could so see, artificial. I could see they were trying whole, to say that she was damaged too. Yeah, I could see this whole short, sort of shared trauma. Yeah, stuff but and, it was so poorly put together. Yeah, that I didn't buy it at all. Like I just yeah, sat there was, when she says to him, "I want to go out with you." I almost went. Huh? Yeah, it was just kind of whipped together. There was no build. There was no sort no. of kind of attempt to create a. Even if, see, I would have bought friendship more. Yeah. Than relationship. It did speed up. It did speed up a little bit. Yeah. So I'm. I was disappointed in how that sort of played. Yeah. Yep. I can see that. Going back to when we spoke about our concerns about the trailer. <laughs> some, some of that was Michael and the Sewers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of that was allayed, but some of it, I've still got big questions about. So, here's my big issue with the whole Michael part in this. <clears throat> when we find Michael, he's in the sewers. He's in close proximity. Again, that that wasn't addressed at all. What the fuck? Why has he been gone for four years? But can you? What is he? Well, can you answer me this? Why, why has he been gone for four years? Because previously, and here's my big problem, at the end of Kills, we are told, uh, this bloke's just been essentially beaten to death, but he just stands up, cuts a swath, gets back in, has the fucking, you know, the, the ability to go and kill Lori's daughter. Yeah. But it's just after that point that he needs four years of rest and recuperation in the local sewer? Because <laughs> when we get there, he seems to be a little bit kind of, he's you know, a little bit sluggish, a little and bit. And then yeah, and then when he, because this is. But what... at the end of the previous film, we were told none of that shit matters. He's still ready to rock and roll. Yeah, but this is a question I have. What is he? 
He's obviously not human. So what is he? Well, he seemed very much so at the start of this one. Well, is he a figment of their imagination? Is he... I mean, they keep talking about the boogeyman, and I get that. But what is he? Well, initially I was thinking there's an angle to go there. Is this kid, like, hallucinated it and just found the fucking mask or something? Yes. But by the end, you can't really go with that. Because there's Corey's body and there's Michael's body. Or fucking Michael's fucking gruel that's come out the other end. Would you have gone with he hallucinates it, people that he have picked on him are being killed, is it Corey, is it Michael, is Michael back, is it something else? Well, this is some of the stuff that I thought they were going to play with a little bit. Because I thought... Because they, they, they're basically, they're, they're essentially, Michael is, Michael is now this kind of this kind of representation of all the shit that they're dealing with in the, in, in the and aftermath. Corey's... See, what I would have done was the 2019 bit, flash forward six months from there, and only have Michael having been out of action for a year. Mm. And it's the death of that kid and Corey's subsequent, basically, the way he's treated and shunned in town that brings yeah. Michael back. See, I know, you know, I get Michael got taken into the into the... In this continuity, and the more I look back on that, the more I'm kind of a little bit slightly down on it, is that he got taken into the into the care facility and he was just dormant for, for fucking 30 years or whatever it was hmm. um, until Dr. Sartain decided it was time to get going. <laughs> Which, in hindsight, just seems so dumb. He hasn't spoken for 40 years, but fuck, we better get his, uh, get his throat working. I mean, oh honestly, Jared, his throat would have seized up on him. So that seems a little silly, but once he's out, it's the same old stuff. It's it's He's this unstoppable machine, whether he's five foot three or six foot six. It doesn't matter. He's this unstoppable machine. And and that continues after he's beaten down. That's what I thought we were going for. That you just can't escape this, this this fucking shit that's that's stained the town basically. Like it's he's um, like a he's like he, a bad smell. <laughs> he is. He's like a bad smell, and maybe that's why he was down in the sewer. So what the fuck is the four years and and hanging around the sewer? Because the the old man says, oh, he sometimes he takes people. Yeah, what was that? I don't know. I don't know. And why did he drag Corey in there? Well, here's my second problem. The whole grabbing Corey and then getting this fucking flash. What was that? The thing I got from it was, and it it comes around later in one of the most fucking janky bits of the film, when the father of the child that died starts talking about his eyes and there's nothing left, it's a different kid or whatever. So I got Michael was looking into the whole the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes, and, and kind of saw that. But the way that it's shot, it harkens back to four and five. Well, part five, I should say, where Michael's got ESP. <laughs> and he kind of like, he gets this jolt, and I was like, oh, no. And he sees everything that happened to Corey, or was it the other way around? Well, see, this is the thing. It's it, It's kind of like, yeah, he sees... You know, a bit of a reflection. He sees someone that's like him, supposedly. I mean, I'm assuming that's yeah, what I'm supposed again, to get off it. Is Michael a human being or not? So if he is, what's he been doing in the sewer for four years? And it doesn't, it doesn't gel with. 
Like, why would Doesn't Michael address be... any of that? Well, the, the whole thing is Corey was a, well, Corey was impacted by the trauma that Michael begun. Michael was not impacted by any trauma. He fucking killed someone. Yeah. And he was a child. Like, it wasn't the same thing. It wasn't an accident. It was a... He murdered someone. He murdered someone. So I was just like... How are we getting this connected? Yeah, look, it's a tough one, Jared. I don't want to shit all over everything because no, there, there were some good things. But these, these are some of my Some problems. of the gore was solid. I really like when he pinned the girl up against the wall and then gave it a look like he did in the first one. Yeah. I thought that was cool. I thought, as I said, performances were okay. Gore was plentiful. Yeah, yeah. And the sequence where... The and sequences I- where Corey starts wearing the mask... Yeah. Again, pretty good. Yeah, yeah, solid. And this is where, you know, there's the, there's the point of difference. He acts a little bit differently to the way that Michael would. Yes, yes. He does a few things a little bit differently. He's almost a little bit more fucking cruel in the way yeah. that he goes about it. Cuts that guy's tongue off at the, at the DJ place yeah. and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> Runs over someone with a car and then steps on a head. And... So those things were interesting. I, I, I felt that, that there was a real missed opportunity. I liked the casual interactions between... Will Patton and Jamie Lee Curtis. The, the, the scene in the grocery store was a highlight. Yeah. They just, again, just, just acting performance between the two of them. That's got Danny McBride written all over it. Oh, yeah, yeah humor, of course. Of course. Humor, relaxed. Surprised it wasn't called Big Will and it Little did, Will. Yeah, did, like didn't that. say it, but it was a lot of <laughs> in there. Yeah, press it around. But that stuff was worth mining. Yeah, I thought they were going to go for a little that bit maybe more of that. That's the last thing she needed to kind of get, because she'd kind of come back from the brink in 2018, from the brink of being just a, uh, just destroyed yeah. by Michael. She'd come back, she'd build herself back up, and then maybe a relationship with Will Patton would have helped, would have added to that. Yeah. Here's part of, and I think this is a little bit of a symptom of what I was saying, this is why I think they would have been more worthwhile exploring something like this in, in kills, kills is because I feel like in Kills, this that story was sidelined already. Laurie was on the periphery in Kills. So why not tie up something like this into, into, into the middle of it and then Halloween ends, to me, it makes more sense that the town... Acts like it does after some of the blowback on Laurie. Yeah, that some of this has come back, and now it's your fault, and now the town goes together. And I feel like the ultimate slasher that they 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 put kills as, and they ramped up Michael's violence. Well, perhaps that fits better in ends, and this sort of stuff fits better in kills. That there's this copycat, and Michael's kind of not quite there, but then by yeah. the end of it, he's because he's just come back. Because what happens is. All of the Michael and Laurie stuff gets sidelined by by extension. Will Patton gets yeah, sidelined, yeah, yeah. and then the end of it, the, the, the showdown with Michael feels completely rushed. Like well, it just feels like it's, we just got to chuck this on. And it, I don't mind. It feels like it's not meant to be there because correct. What we have not seen Michael, and I don't mind sidelining Michael for for the entire or, or for the runtime and exploring something else. I'm okay with that idea. But as we said, the way that it panned out didn't didn't really satisfy all that much by the end of it. But it also, in, in the grand finale, the big showdown, it left about five minutes for that. 
See, I'm with you. Couldn't we have sidelined Michael in Halloween Kills and had the Corey story bringing back the idea, you know, the, the remnants of the town remembering what Michael did and everything like that? Corey becomes the killer. Mm. And we get a kind of a slasher vibe with that. Yeah. And then we switch back into gears and Michael is back at Halloween yeah. Ends. That's, I, I kind of just got a feeling when it was all going and we got to the end and it sped through it so quickly that that's maybe the way that they should have gone. But it's, the showdown between the two of them was handy. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was pretty good in the house. It was just so quick. Yeah. And, and just felt like... We're almost dipping right back into Halloween 2018 to 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 get any kind of feelings or emotions out of it because it has been fucking on the on the sideline since then. Mm. Although I sort of was comfortable with the fact that Corey was being kind of persecuted, mm. those dickheads in the fucking car with their undercut mullets and shit like that. <laughs> and they're in the marching band, which I thought was kind of an amusing take on it instead yes. of having the yeah. jocks who do it. Yeah. But they were just dicks. Like, the, yeah, the, again, the poorly written. I, f- I feel like a lot of the characters were poorly underwritten and then you didn't really you didn't really have too many people to, to gravitate towards because Alison becomes a bitch. Yeah. Like she becomes really bitchy and, and, and difficult. And then she shacks up with Corey. And he's not exactly likable. And then they, they, they go to this idea of we need to burn this to the ground and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But they're going about it different ways. Like her burning to the ground is we, we run away, we leave this place. Yeah. Whereas his is literally we burn fucking the place tear to the this ground. place to the ground, yeah. which I just don't quite, I don't quite get because it sort of goes to, not to mention, what's, what was going on with his mum? <laughs> His mum was. That was his very... mum seemed like weird. Like, like the, <laughs> well, it just it, it kind of felt like she was kind of like a totally separate, totally different character to his father. Yeah. She she was a bit, a bit loopy. Yep. So the thing for me is, yeah, he's got some things to deal with, but we show him sort of just having copped that for four years. But it comes in the moment where someone shows him a bit of kindness and something's looking up that it all of a sudden turns into, right, now I've got to destroy the town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The relationship with Alison humanises him a little bit. Yeah. But we never get this kind of wrestle with his character because... No, we're wrestling with Michael. We're wrestling with Michael. (laughs) You loved that, didn't you? Oh. Oh. As soon as I saw that, I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> we, what are we but, doing? So the thing for me is he kills the old man, right? And that's that's where it's not really an accident. So there's never any real wrestle with his character. We just know from the get-go he's going down this path. So the next time he sees those kids, he's probably going to kill one of them or, or do something like that. Yeah. So I didn't really get, I didn't really get that. And, and it, it, it kind of muddles the message to me. I don't get. I still don't 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 really get how he ended up so far down the path that he did. Yeah, he's been picked on because it seems like it had been happening for four years. Yeah, there's going to be a build up, but then someone fucking finally shows him a bit of kindness and that sort of stuff. And then at the same time, we have this interaction with Michael, which 
seems to scare the shit out of him and, and seems to be the catalyst for his fear in the initial scene that he was scared of the whole Michael Myers legend or whatever. But then all of a sudden we see old man, old man Michael doesn't scare him so much and he's kind of intrigued by, gets wrapped up by the, the, the fucking, see, the wrestle of it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd like to see him drop like a bloody DDT or something. Stone on the Cold Stone yeah. yeah, yeah, just, yeah, people's elbow or something <laughs> on him. Yeah, I was hoping really... Michael would come flying out of the corner with it, with just the, the, the old-fashioned clothesline. clothesline so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why it shouldn't have been four years later. It should have been a year. And in that year, Corey has accidentally killed the kid, mm. been on trial, acquitted of murder, yeah, um, but charged with, was it reckless endangerment or something yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this town is shunning him. And that begins to bring up old feelings about Michael, who just happens to return yeah. to town. But it seems like for him, it should be uh, directed at Michael, but everyone's directing this shit at Laurie. And then he kind of turns it on Laurie too. Yeah. So I think there's still There's problems. a lot of plot holes. There's a lot of things I don't think they really considered. The ideas have some merit, but yeah, it probably they, needed a bit do. more polish. Yeah. It doesn't seem like they found the little fuck-ups in amongst it. Yeah, I don't know. I just... I mean, we, we kind of talked about how Kills had the issues of... Although in amongst the stuff that I really enjoyed in Halloween Kills, there was there was the storyline about the town rising up, which, again, has some legs. But it was kind of clumsily handled. I feel it's the same with this one. <laughs> The same Danny Devito, <laughs> stuff. It still makes me laugh. I mean, yeah. you know what? You cut that bit out. Kills is not that bad. No, like, I don't watching think Kills either. again would be okay. Yeah, you essentially cut that fifteen minutes out of the hospital, and we're we're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> Although it would necessitate, uh, you know, cutting it, cutting it, a few other scenes where where Danny DeVito stole the car and things like that. No, but, but see, we could no, work around no, that. We could have still had that Michael. because it it could have been if you thought it was Michael, it was Michael, it was someone else, but they were too afraid to mention shit. You know, it's my car. Yeah, and it just acts as a suspense scene, it's like a suspenseful scene. This one just it, there's a lot of problems. Yeah, it just doesn't feel fleshed out properly. It doesn't feel like it's You've had four years. If 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 now, Jared, if if what I believe is the truth, they concocted this whole trilogy from day one. Do you, do, well, is that is that what you're led to believe? That's what I heard. But then there's also been some suggestion that the first one was such a success that they they said we'll do two more. So perhaps they didn't have the whole story. But I mean, having watched two and three, I can't believe that this was the plan all along. I mean, if you put yeah. it's kind of it's kind of like it's kind of like the M Night Shyamalan Unbreakable story. Yeah, about how I, I, I'd always had this yeah, plan. Yeah. Yeah. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. You <laughs> never had it planned. You whipped together a cracker and Correct. then thought, oh. and then you whipped together a cracker. You had a sequel, and you stuck something at the end. Yep. That we might all like, and by the time we got to the third one, you didn't know where you were going. Yeah. Um, and I think it feels like. This was sketched out. Mm. So the first one was pretty well 
put together when yep. they presented to Blumhouse. Yeah. Right? But two and three were there. Here's a couple of ideas we have. Yes. And I can see why someone like Blumhouse, a, a, a company like Blumhouse, would have said, okay, well, that's different. Yes. Let's, let's yes. explore it. And again, I am not knocking the writers and, and, and David Gordon Green for having a dip at something else. No. Because, fuck. See, this was... I, I, saw I mean, I movie. love a slasher movie, but I, I couldn't... I cannot... I can no longer sit through the same movie yeah. over and over. I saw one review from a self-styled reviewer, and I've got no problem that he liked the movie, but he said, oh, if you're open-minded, you'll love it. Well, I'm fucking open-minded to this, and I didn't love it. No. Like it, and it's not because they went somewhere different than the slasher. I'm okay with that. But it's just that it, it, it kind of fluffed it, and then... Well, you've spent all of this time on that, so then we sidelined the Laurie and Michael and didn't get that anyway. So I'm kind of like, well, was this the best idea? If that's, I mean, if if this was the idea that we were going to get, if this was the end result, I would have probably preferred just a down the line slasher. Look, but in any case, I could have, I could have also gone with something like Laurie's pulled her life together, but now the Cody situation where he's a peripheral player. He's basically there as this young boy who killed another kid. It, it evokes memories of Michael Myers. Yeah. Um, it's basically in the background, a bit like what they did with Scream and Cotton Weary. Yeah. He's on the TV. We get a sense of what went on, but we don't really know much more. Yeah. And then she starts to, you know, the back door's unlocked. She starts to, you know, like the back door's open. She starts to feel like she's being stalked or she feels unsafe and Michael is actually back. Well, we get this whole book thing and we get this whole, you know, you can choose to let evil in or whatever. Yeah. That happens before she kind of extends the olive branch to this kid. Yeah. So you kind of see a little bit where it's going from, from that. She's talking about letting the evil in and, and he kind of does that himself. I think um, there were ways of doing this far more successfully. Yeah, And absolutely. having it. Having still having Michael as the key protagonist. Yeah. But the four-year jump makes it very hard to cop because the four-year jump means where was Michael for well, four years? I mean, there's the idea that you could have just continued on with. Remember in the Taking Shape one, one of the more intriguing ones was the whole Jamie taking on the, the mantle one. Yeah. Like, you could have done an idea like that. You could have run with something like that. I the mean, Corey I would, became Michael. I would have been okay. Well, maybe not him, but the, but the idea. Well, even so, if it was well done, I'd have walked out of this going, it, 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 if if Michael's dead and he's still alive. Well, I'm still I'm okay with that. If that story was well done, well, Jared, but I just think it was Jared, it was really. What well, 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 would also have hurt with? There's a, there's a copycat killer, mm. and then right up until the end, we find that Michael is still alive. And he returns, yeah. knocks over the copycat killer, and then Laurie has to take him out. I think that could have even worked. Yeah. It would have been much more simplified, but yep. it would have worked for the fans. I get the feeling this isn't going to cut it with the fans. I, I, and I'm not saying the what fans... What I've seen, are, it's, pretty, uh, it's pretty divisive. Like, yeah. it's, it's I'm not saying the fans would, would deliberately hate it because they're not open-minded enough, but we're slasher fans, and we do require a certain amount of stuff in these movies. Well, the... the the, the cold, cold hard truth of it is for me, I'm open-minded, but it wasn't a great movie. Yes. And that's, so... That's what it boils down to. And because it's taking a big swing, some of the fans are going to be put off because they're going to yeah. be like, well, I want my... Stra- I like my stresses, slashes straight. Yeah. 
I think yeah. what people have forgotten since 2018 is that 2018 balanced reintroducing the franchise, taking it in a slightly different direction, adding a layer of character to Laurie, but being entertaining as yeah. a slasher movie. Yeah, exactly. Even Kills. Kills, to that. some extent, had it, but yeah. neither Kills nor Ends has been able to replicate it. But this is it. I don't think being critical of these movies makes you any less of a fan either. No, it doesn't. It's because because I. Like, I think we have to be. We have to hold them to some account. Yeah, exactly. You know, when they're not up to it. We've had. We've had. Our. You know. We've spoken about our issues with Halloween Kills. That said, I still going back to it. I still enjoy still enjoyed it. Yeah, we've both got our Halloween Kills T-shirts. I got my I got my Halloween Kills one six Michael Myers on order. Like, yeah. we we still support this shit and we still love it. But I I don't think there's anything wrong with being a fan of the series and saying this, it's kind of like just wasn't it. I think know? what ends up happening with these is because we're such big fans that we want it to be really good. Yeah, we're desperate for it to be good. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. like when we went and saw the Predator. Yep. <laughs> you know, like. I looked at it, uh, when I came out of it, all, all I could think of was, well, how do I spin it so it was slightly better? It took me, I'll tell you, I'll tell you my level of optimism for The Predator. It took me until the hour mark, and, and uh, yeah, it was roughly the hour mark before I kind of just went, ah, oh, no. fuck. Yeah, this isn't any good. <laughs> and the, it's hard because you're sitting there and you're going, it's you know, one of our favourite franchises, one of our favourite fucking directors and writers who's actually yeah. doing it. We would have hung for this bloke to do it. In the 90s, we yeah. would have killed for him. Yeah. And then when we actually get it, it's just not what we wanted. Yeah. And then you read about the studio interference and you realise, okay, they fucked it a little bit, mm. but it probably wasn't actually that good anyway. Yeah. Like even the original version that they, they wrote still would have had its lumps. Yeah. It had its problems. And even then, I'm okay if it's not exactly what I wanted, if it's really good. Don't get me wrong, this movie didn't suck. I don't think it sucked. No, no, absolutely not. And I'm going to go and check it out again. I'll go and watch it again. I just don't think it landed with the kind of impact we we would have. No, and it 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 took the big swings it took did not did not come off. So so it made it it sort of found a little bit of footing with some smaller things. Yeah. But then when it really tried to open up and hit it out of the park, it just failed because those things didn't work and they weren't very well fleshed. Yeah. That's part of the problem. Even with Corey taking taking over things, I tell you, I didn't quite, I didn't love the scene where him and Michael were doing it together. In the, the, in the house. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I didn't really love that. Although I thought Corey looked kind of cool in yeah, the with mask that, that he had. Another one Even of those when takes he, when on he, Michael's when he mask. Took Michael's mask. I thought that stuff was some of the best... Like that was what's been good about the series. Some of the kills and some of the some of the Michael going to work. And this was done a little bit differently. As I said, there was less of the stalk and slash. Yeah, it was Michael. all sort of brutal. More Corey's sort of kind of straight down the line. You know, taking out his frustration on these these guys. And some of it was you know off screen and things like that. I'm okay with all that, but it was just more where that whole storyline went. When that didn't work, I was like, well, we just don't have time for Michael and Laurie now, so it's hard to be anything other than a bit of a letdown on, yeah. on that front. So, Whereas I feel like the last 15 minutes should have been a stalking fucking, a stalking it through the house showdown. Like, it's, yeah. it's on. I actually you know? thought they were going to go with t- the two of them. I thought Laurie and... Alison M- Allison were going to be both in the house together and then we'd, we would have Michael and Corey. And 
I did. I did enjoy. I did like the fact that they strung him to the roof of the car and basically paraded him through town. Essentially yeah, to say yep. the evil has now been fucking taken care of. Yeah. But again, the question for me is, what is Michael? Because he's clearly not a human being. Mm. And then you cut him. You cut his throat. You cut his wrists. He bleeds and bleeds out and dies. Yeah. So he is a human? Yeah. Well, that's this is the thing, because we were showing that he wasn't in the last one. And when we first saw him in the sewer, I got this vibe of, oh, he's he's struggling. Yeah, yeah, he was. And then when he killed someone. And when he someone, killed the bloke, he got stronger. You get stronger. this kind of, yeah, that's exactly so what, what I got. So what was that? Well, this is what I don't understand, because that just doesn't mesh at all with the end of Kills. At the end of that, we got. I mean, if he was in any, if he was ever going to be in bad shape, it was after what had happened at the end of that. But he killed the everyone. lady with the iron. Yeah, exactly. The bloke with the cricket bat, <laughs> <laughs> you know, with the cover drive to Michael's skull. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, back foot cover drive, punch Myers' head through cover. <laughs> Shit. So I was thinking, if, if you know, if any time, that's this is what I, I don't get. He's got the rest and recuperation. He's dragging people in to slowly gain his strength back, one kill at a time. It kind of had Freddy vibes. It did a little bit. So then, <laughs> and so this is what I, yeah, I, I'm a little bit twisted up and maybe I'll make more sense out of this when I see it a couple of times, but I'm a little bit twisted up about what he supposedly meant to Corey, what Corey's supposed to mean to Alison. Because Alison gets sidelined too. She starts in, in the midst of it and then goes for ages and just sort of shows up at the end. So I was thinking that it was going to end up with, you know, Laurie and... Alison reckoning with their own traumas in their Agreed. own ways. And, and again, you could have done this. Alison connects with Cody. People in Cody's life who have treated like shit, him like shit, begin to be stalked and killed. Is it Cody or Corey? Is I've been it... calling him Corey for the last half hour. Oh, it's, it's Corey. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, my God. I've been calling him Cody for the last half hour. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Good to see. You. Did we actually watch it? <laughs> no, no, fuck. Um, oh, no, hang on. Are you sure it was Corey? No, it's Corey. Did he, is it? Fucking hell. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> this, is us, this is us at our fucking worst. Yeah. It's Corey. It's Corey. It okay. is Corey. Okay, it's Corey. Corey. Okay. So, again, just coming back to the what I was saying before is you could still use the same ideas in some fashion. Corey reconnects, uh, connects with Alison. They start seeing each other. It seems like a breath of fresh air in both their lives because they're both dealing with trauma. Yeah. Laurie's writing a book and re refinding herself. Talking about cherry blossoms. Yep, and shit. yep, yep. That's all good shit. The people in Laurie, the 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 new Laurie is actually one of the one of the stronger. Yeah, yeah, he's stronger. She's kind again, of just opened up a yeah, little bit. And again, Jamie Lee Curtis always always comes at it strong and and produces a good performance here. Yep. Then the people in Corey's life who have been bullying him and putting shit on him start to get killed, right? Is it Michael? Has he returned? Or is it someone else? You get to the end, it's Corey who's been doing it, but Michael's still a, still alive. Mm. And they both hit the house at the same time. Yeah. Suddenly you've got a darkened house, you've got Alison and Laurie back to the wall and two killers in the home. Yeah. I mean, fuck. To me, 
that pre- that seems pretty damn solid. Yeah. And then that you really throw down in that last twenty minutes. Yep. Yeah. See, I I just don't. And it's less. It's it's cerebral, but less. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like with even this one, and I'm I'm not. I'm I'm completely open to the fact that there's stuff that I've missed, but I don't think this one was any more cerebral than that would have been. Yeah, I know, but what I'm saying is, I think this one was trying to be, but yeah, yeah, and, and that was really that, that's what it, the mark. That's what its problem was. The whole thing about him and Michael and the sewers is where they went wrong. Yeah, I think so because that they they then begin to create this weird vibe of is Michael real? Is he seeing things? Yeah, is Michael been hiding in the sewers for four years? What like? <laughs> If he has, that's fucking stupid. <laughs> like, in anyone's language, that's stupid that Michael's been living in the sewer oh, fuck. for so long. Yeah, I don't get that. It, and, but so the shit I got out of it was Michael's not human. He's just been laying dormant. And now that Corey is starting to kill people and become that dark figure, yeah. Michael's back. He's starting to come back. Yeah. And none of that gelled for me at all. Yeah. Like, I just sat through that going, uh, Yeah, yep. It was kind of silly. So there were ways to do it without having that that sort of stuff. I would have had it only a year later. Just a year in the sewer? So it's just a year in the sewer. (laughs) You know, you've, you've... You've made a few fucking fires in there, you know. You've, <laughs> you've roasted. I just don't get the you've roasted sewer. a few dead dogs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you've killed a few dogs and roasted them. Tussled with a few cranky. Tussled looking. with a, cra- a a small Occupy Haddonfield group. <laughs> down, just outside your sewer yeah, pipe. A couple of you know, a couple of stragglers that arrived to the movement late and still. <laughs> I'm still on about it. You've had to come out of your sewer pipe when the party's getting a little bit loud and rowdy and kill a few blokes to shut them up. Yeah. I'm trying to get some fucking rest and recuperation yeah. down here. I am trying to rest. Shut the fuck up. But a year means Michael could have just gone and hidden out somewhere. But he's, I mean, why? And it would have also played into the idea of... <laughs> well, couldn't he have just broken into an old ramshackle house or something yeah, and been living there? Because, funnily enough, I heard a mention of David David Gordon Green talking about how you don't want to see Michael Michael on his off hours. Well, isn't that what it is? He's <laughs> fucking wandering around. <laughs> no, 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 hang on, David. I don't want to see Michael wrestle in the sewers with some young man. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm happy to see what he does in his off hours. Exactly. Why can't Michael just, why can't we have a scene where Michael just finds a fucking, you know, a, a secluded place on the edge of town, fucking kills the homeowner, and then at least he's in somewhere with a decent bed, he yeah, can get a, yeah. a decent night's sleep. Well, you could have said that he went back, you could have started the film with him obviously badly injured after the, the big fight. Because, but then they'd probably they'd already cocked that up. They cocked that up so, because he couldn't be any more injured with any when he fucking just rose up and tore a swath. I thought that was basically saying you cannot kill this guy or this, this trauma is just going to linger. It's going to still be here. This yeah. town's never going to forget this. Yeah. So why, at the start of the new one, does the town still not forget it? Okay, they've moved on and, and pushed on a little bit to Corey, but the message for me is this is all a result of what was going on. This, the town's still fucking got the shadow of Michael Myers hanging over it. Yeah. But Michael's fucking 
hobbling around down in the fucking sewer. I don't get it. I yeah, just don't I get don't that get part. It I just don't get it. Can I'm somebody? Sorry. I'd like someone to explain it to me. Can you go and watch it again? <laughs> yeah, I'll go and watch it again now. Yeah, 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 go watch it. Just let me know. I shouldn't be getting so cranky about that, but I think it's still talk about lingering trauma. I'm thinking about Halloween Resurrection, and I just cannot move past it. What? Well, he was living down the sewers <laughs> there. Down in the sewer and eating dogs and rats and things. What? I thought that was all fake. That was all danger tainments. No, no, yeah, no. yeah. That, I mean, didn't didn't they have danger tainment? Well, I thought we spoke about this. Didn't they have danger tainment and set it up? But then they find, oh yeah, he actually was living down there. Maybe not. Maybe not in that. But I thought they found that he was living in this. So place. what you wanted him to break into a house, kill the homeowner, and then basically you see him in the morning come out with the bins. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Michael Rowe. No, no, but David Gordon Green has summed looks it up. Looks across his neighbour. We, we shouldn't need to see Michael recuperating and no, recovering. we just know that he disappeared into the night and, you and we haven't seen him again. And you in your last movie that he doesn't need that. Yeah, and so the four-year gap was too far. fucking sewer. That's why a four-year gap was too far. So you yeah. needed to say it was a year. Michael just walked off into the darkness and... Disappeared. Yeah, yeah. No one knows I mean, where I'm he is. Kind of, I'm kind of being a little bit, a little bit fucking silly with the, you know, random homeowner. But I'm, I'm like, at least if you see him in some fucking secluded well, place you know killing what, someone, that? and you can think in your head, oh well, maybe no, that's where he's holding up. But he's you not. don't even need that. You just need to say, at some point when the year, uh, when we finally get back into this final one, all you need is the police saying an elderly homeowner had no family, and that you know someone's gone round and found him fucking dead. Yeah, yeah. So exactly. It's clear someone's been living here. Exactly. Whoever did it like has been that. living here. Well, someone's fucking had to lay down on the couch for a year and a half. It smells like fucking death in here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Um, but, but... Yeah, look, oh, look, there's probably not much more to say in, as, to, in, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Cause I guess, look, the, the, the thing for me is the, the real issue around that is that what you set up in 2018 and Kills is that he's... he's once Sartain, and I can't say that with a straight face, once Sartain helps to set him on course to Laurie again, he's kind of, it's a straight line. There's no, you know, you put something in his way, he's going to go through it or, or, or you know, yeah. over it pretty quickly. So I don't understand why he just disappeared. I don't get it. Yeah. I'm with you. I think because they made you, them- you cut out the storylines where he's done that. Yeah. You consciously avoided any of the sequels where he he hadn't been around for a while. Yeah. So and decided when I show it, he's gonna the only reason he's going to have stopped is because he was caught and, and kind of separated from it. But once again Sartain sets him on course and the podcasters Sartain and the podcasters set him on track. And he hasn't stopped since then, except for a little four year break in the sewers. See, you could have actually set the Corey stuff in motion in kills via mm. the same trick I said that they used in Scream. Yeah. That basically Corey had been, that the incident had occurred. Yeah. And Corey had just just been acquitted. They bend Michael's right? story to fit Corey's. Yes. Whereas. They bend Michael's story to fit. You include Corey, Corey's, happened. the opening of Corey's stuff in kills very briefly. Then you say six months have gone by. So everything's well, happening in 2018. The timeline of his, like. The timeline of his, I mean, he yeah, he can still have been acquitted and still been copping shit for that. that yeah, for that six it's months. It's still fresh or whatever, yeah. but what you've done is you've sidelined Michael's, to fit a, Michael's story to fit around the new story. Yeah, and um, that didn't work. And it didn't, it, it brought up a lot of issues with the Michael you'd already established in the series. Because it also would have meant that Laurie 
Although I had nothing against what they did with her in this one, no, and she kind of rebuilt good. herself. Yeah. But you know what? If you kept this whole timeline within, say, 2018, 2019, so what you're saying is the whole three films take place over six months, mm. she's still an angry fucking out-for-revenge type. And when yeah. he finally resurfaces, she get, finally gets his ass. Yeah, that's the one thing it's, that it's really hard to believe is that is that she's she's taken on this new positive approach after he's basically just, you know, kicked her while she's down and killed killed her daughter. I get that she's got this whole attitude of, well, now you've got to be strong because you're stepping into into the, the parenting Mother role. role yeah. But you've also kind of set Alison on her own path and as yeah, well. So. And, look, look, I've, I've got a real problem with this in film. And, yeah, I've already kicked this movie pretty hard, but I'm going to add a little bit. How do you not smell that a fucking pie has been in the oven for what looks to be about five hours? <laughs> <laughs> and you go, oh shit! <laughs> down there. She runs down the kitchen and goes, oh shit! What sort of asshole do that? Yeah. I remember Jared putting two meat pies in the microwave. <laughs> once, right? Why does it always come back to you? <laughs> it's something stupid you've done. And me and a mate were sitting around, we're downstairs, <laughs> and we put a couple, we threw a couple of pies in the microwave, we pressed a few buttons, and we fucking walked off and left it. Okay, and. You know, we were talking and chatting and everything, and I remember thinking to myself, oh, shit, <laughs> we had some pies in the microwave, didn't we? <laughs> and I came back to them, and they had been in the fucking microwave for about an hour, I think, <laughs> and they were fucking black. Fucking microwave door and smoke just billowed out. <laughs> Filled the entire kitchen with black smoke. I had to open, I had to open windows and doors and shit. <laughs> and that was an hour in the, the microwave. The that is, you've chosen it wasn't even the oven. It was the microwave. You'll set it for a couple of minutes and then walk away. <laughs> and even if you leave it for an hour, it hasn't cooked for any longer than the three minutes. Correct, correct. <laughs> you idiot. So I must have just pressed some buttons and fucked. I didn't even look. <laughs> but I'm just thinking, Laurie, uh, yeah. that thing would have reeked. Get down no, there. I know you're into your book, but let's let's yeah. face it. You would have copped it. They do it in that. movies all the time. I've left that in the oven. They pull it out. It is black as, as black. Yeah. And you're you like, so hang hit. on, so it's been in there for what? Three hours? <laughs> yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. All right, that's the least of its problems. I, thought, is, I'd put, I thought I'd add that. Yeah. Okay, is that everything for you? Oh, look, yeah. I think I've, I've probably focused on the negative. Yeah, look, I... Go oh, out and see. <laughs> no... I, I say, do go out and see it. Yeah, it was like, it was good. It and was I, still I not still look- a bad film, but it's just it's not going to be everyone's taste. You've yeah. got to be uh, you've got to understand that there's probably going to be some stuff that isn't going to hit. Yeah, and it's it's. I mean, I would even having had this occur, this <laughs> <laughs> I would still be interested to see more of these type of angles taken with the movie because. Especially if Jamie Lee's got not not 
going to be back, you know. We, we probably all are happy for that to, to be Yeah, yeah this, this is the final chapter She's of given her. it a great run. She's given it, you know, a, a number of films to, to work with. Been accommodating, you could say. Well, yeah, I think you'd say she's been accommodating. Yeah, so... Financially, she's been accommodated, yeah, too, I'd suggest. absolutely. So, if we're going to continue with more Michael Myers movies, which I would like to see... Then there's got to be a, a kind of imagine, imaginative approaches to how. I think we need to bring taken. back that 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 unused script where he was hanging from the bottom of a helicopter and then it breaks off and he falls into the fucking Hudson River. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> ends up in. Is that so. the same one where he's got leather pants on. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Yeah, he's driving a Porsche that says Killer One or something. Definitely bring I'll that. I'll bring back. that one. Bring back. that. And he gets electrocuted in a spa. If it's not going to be that one, I would like the one with the magician. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. What I want is Bro- David Blade versus Michael Myers. Exactly, exactly. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, that's Halloween Ends. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Podomatic, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Send us an email at thrillme at iinet.net.au. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia and at Podomatic at thrillme.podomatic.com. We're also on Instagram at thrillmepodcast.au. Keep an eye on the Facebook page for details of the next movie that we cover. But until then, take it easy, everyone, and we'll catch up with you all later. Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.